verse number one. It would do us good to look at the word. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain lame man from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaping stood, leaping up stood, and walked and entered with them into the temple, leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew that it was he which sat at alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were all filled with wonder and amazement. Catch those words, wonder and amazement. At that which had happened unto him, and as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's, greatly wondering. Here we've got that word wondering again, wondering. When Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, Ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why ye look so earnestly on us? As though by their, our own power or holiness we had made this man walk. The God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob, the God of our fathers, hath glorified his son Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied him in the presence of Pilate, when he was determined to let him go. But ye denied the Holy One and just and desired a murderer to be granted unto you, and killed the Prince of Life, whom God raised from the dead, Whereof you are, we are witnesses. And in his name, catch this, and in his name, through faith in his name. Say that with me. In his, his name, name, through, through faith, faith in, in his, his name, name, hath made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Now, brethren, I woke that through ignorance you did it, as did your rulers. 
and those things which God before hath showed by the mouth of the prophets, that Christ should suffer, he hath so fulfilled. Repent ye therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out. When the times of refreshing come from the presence of the Lord. Let me read that again. Repent ye therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out. Catch this part right here. When the times of refreshing come from the presence of the Lord. When the times of refreshing come from the presence of the Lord. And he shall send Jesus, which before was preached unto you, whom the heaven must receive until the times of the restitution of all things, which God hath spoken by the mouth of all his prophets since the world began. For Moses truly said unto the fathers, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren, like unto me. Him shall you hear in all things, whatsoever he shall say unto you. And it shall come to pass that every soul which will not hear that prophet shall be destroyed from among the people. Yea, and all the prophets from Samuel and those that follow after, as many as have spoken, have likewise foretold of these days. The times of refreshing. The times of refreshing. And ye are the children of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying unto Abraham, In thy seed shall all the kindreds of the earth be blessed. Unto, unto you first, God, having raised up his son Jesus, sent him to bless you, and in turning away everyone from that from his iniquities. You would have thought we would have been reading by, through reading by now, but we have not got through with our reading part yet. We need to read some more. Amen. You know why? Because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God, for faith comes by hearing what God has to say. Amen. So let's, let's read a little further so we can get what God's got to say. And as they spake unto the people, the priests and the captains of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them and grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection of the dead. And they laid hands on them and put them in hold until the next day. How be it? Of them which heard the word believed. Many of them that heard the word believed. And the number of the men were about 5,000. Was it important to preach the word? Yes, amen. 5,000 come in. Amen. Now, skip down to verse number 8. Because there's an accusation that's being made against Peter and John. We had a scripture not long ago. It said, 
Because at that time, the Holy Spirit will give you the answer. If you're walking in fellowship with God, God's got, God's got words for you to speak. Now, I want you to notice some of the words that were spoken right here. Then Peter filled with the Holy Ghost. Does it pay to be filled with the Holy Ghost? Amen. How can you tell if you're filled with the Holy Ghost? It'll be coming out of your mouth. If you ain't coming out of your mouth, you ain't full of the Holy Ghost. Don't get under condemnation. Just get under the spout. Don't get under condemnation. Get under the spout. Boy, that's a message right there within itself. Don't get under condemnation. Get under the spout. And Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined for the good deed done to this impotent man, put things in place, keep things in perspective. By what means he has been made whole? Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified and whom God raised from the dead, even by him doeth this man stand before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of the builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other name, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby men must be saved. That answers a lot of theological questions. That answers a lot of religious questions. There is a lot of different ways that you can get to heaven. You don't have to come to church to get to heaven. You don't have to believe in Jesus to get to heaven. There's many avenues to get to heaven. Well, what does the Word have to say about that? Let me read it again. Neither is there salvation in any other. Oh. What about these other ways? He said there's a salvation in Noah. And there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Jesus is the way to the Father. Now I want you to drop down to verse number 29. Look at it with me. Because there's something here that we've got to get as a church. Now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word, stretching forth thine hand to heal, that signs and wonders be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken whereby they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and spake the word of God with boldness. 
They didn't get under condemnation by what the rulers had to say about them. They got under the spout. They got under the spout. And when they got under the spout, the power of God flowed upon them, in them, saturated them. It's good to get in the presence of God. Pray with me this morning. Father, I ask that you would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. The eyes of our understanding being enlightened, that we would know what's the hope of your calling and what's the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints and what's the exceeding greatness of your power to us to believe according to the working of your mighty power, which you wrought in Christ when you raised him from the dead and set him at your own right hand in heavenly places. And I ask that you would grant us according to the riches of your glory to be strengthened with might by your spirit in our inner man, that Christ may dwell in our hearts by faith, that we, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what's the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, so that we'd be filled with all the fullness of God. Holy Spirit, I ask you for divine utterance this morning. I ask that you would help me to communicate the heart of the Father to us, your people, that we would open our hearts to receive what you have to say to us, that our lives would never be the same again. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, we started out with this passage of Scripture. And some of us in Sunday school, it was a little bit more advanced for where I went to Sunday school. We didn't sing songs like this. They had too much power in them. You don't get things like this most of the time in the Methodist church. They're too watered down. But Pentecostal circles and all would sing little songs like this. Peter and John went to pray. They met a lame man on the way. He held out his palm and asked for an all. And this is what Peter did say. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he went walking and leaping and praising God. Walking and leaping and praising God. Walking and leaping and praising God. I don't know how the rest of it works. <laughs> You know what? But a lot of times in church, we're so happy that we got the song, but we didn't get the message. See, the message is in the song, but you can have the song without having the message. You've got to catch the heart. You've got to get the heart. We've got to get the heart, brothers and sisters of God, and what he's wanting to do in this hour in which we are living. There's things that he wants to do in our lives, and there's things that he wants to do in the lives of people around us. Mm -hmm. He wants this community filled with yeah. the power of God. Yes, he wants to see people walking and leaping and praising God in this church. Yes, he wants to see people walking and leaping. He wants to see people that have been bound by the power of darkness and the power of the enemy transformed by the power of God. And here, Peter, being filled with the Spirit of God, 
I'm sure that they have walked by this man because this is a 40-year-old man and he's had this problem for 40 years because he had this problem when he came out of the womb. He was crippled in his feet, in his ankles, and had never walked and depended on people to carry him to the temple every day. They set him in a strategic spot and the strategic spot was so that when people came by him, here he was, he couldn't be standing up. He was down like this, and he'd hold out his hand, and they'd drop a piece of money in his hand, and that was the way that he made his living. And I'm sure that these disciples had seen him many times. All of Israel had walked past him going into the temple to see him. But there was something that was different this day. What made it different this day? Here is two men filled with the Holy Spirit. And you'll notice something I said earlier. You can tell when you're filled with the Spirit because He will be coming out of your mouth. Amen. Now He's going to speak a direction on what to say. But it had to be said. It had to be spoken. It had to be released. And here's that man like he's been there every other day. Thank God for faithful people that would bring him to church. Faithful people that would set him in his spot. Faithful people that would make sure that he was there. God wants more for us brothers and sisters than just being there. Mm -hmm. He wants to do something for us while we are there. Mm -hmm. So don't never be satisfied just being in church. Don't be satisfied until you're filled with his spirit to overflowing. He's not there just to meet your need, although he's there to meet your need. He's not only wanting to meet your need, but he's wanting to be able to flow through you to meet somebody else's need. He's wanting to pour enough on you and in you that you've got something to give to somebody else. And this was the position because they hadn't always been in this place. They had been disciples for many years. But they hadn't been filled with the Spirit of God for many years. And now here they are just going in the temple, going to worship like they're supposed to do, follow their protocols, go through all of their lines and everything. But today, when they walk by this man, something's different about it. See, there's, you can see things different when you're walking in the Spirit and just walking in your flesh. Are just going through the rituals and the routines. Because there's a lot of times that people, myself included, that we get into a routine or a rut of doing things. And this is just the way that we do them. And we think that that's the only way to do them. But I thank God that when he, he broke up their method, he, he came into their method. Because he wanted to do something 
And for 40 years, I believe he's wanted to see this man delivered. This wasn't the first day that God wanted to see this here 40-year-old that was crippled in his feet to rise up and walk. This has been in the heart of God for a long time. And you may see yourself that way. Well, if God wants it, if God wants it so bad, why don't he just do it? God's got to have cooperation. He's got to have cooperation on this end to bring things to pass, to make things happen. And here, he, here there's two components that he's mixing together. Spirit, which is always powerful, and faith, that is the activator that makes or gives, gives the, the spirit an avenue to be able to work. I've shared this before, but I want to, I want to share it with a, a, a little teeny bit different light. I've used epoxies before, and in epoxies, there's two parts, a part A and a part B. One is a resin, one is a harbor. Each component, when they're separated, are completely useless to each other. But once they're mixed, combined and mixed together, form a tremendous strength. Now, I saw this on Andy Griffith. On the Andy Griffith show, they had a goat. And the goat came into town. And when the goat came into town, he got in a shed and he ate a bunch of dynamite. And everybody was terrified in the, in the uh, town, the law enforcement and all especially, that something was going to happen and the goat was going to blow the town up. See, the goat was infused with the power. The goat was a carrier of the power. Because when, my, when we were little, little, my granddaddy had, a, had a, a, a large area where he farmed. But when we were little, he would use dynamite to blow stumps out. And in the dynamite, there was... It would, he would take and put the dynamite underneath the stump. And then there was these things like you see on the cartoons. This handle thing that you would push down. Know what I'm talking about? Plunger. Had a wire run to it. It had a cap that would be placed in the dynamite. See, the dynamite was pretty stable by itself. It had to have this other thing added to it. And this here, they were so terrified that this, that this goat was going to blow up the town because all of the, all of the uh, dynamite had disappeared. It was in the goat. See, there's a power that God has. Yes, and he wants us to eat it. Yes. He wants us to consume it. He wants us to be filled with his power. This is the will of God. This is why the, the 120 were in the upper room because they were, they were desiring to get in contact with the plan and the purpose of God, to be filled with his spirit. 
to be filled with his power. And when they were filled and infused with his power, things began happening. It's right after this that you see this taking place. Here, Peter and John, they're on the way to the temple because they know it's the right thing to go to church. It is the right thing. And we've got a scripture that we need to hold to, especially in the day and hour in which we live. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together, even so more as you see the day approaching. Do you think that we're getting close to the end of this thing? Yes. To the end of the age. And if, you, if, if there's an awareness that we're getting closer to the end of this age, he says, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together because there's some things that I want to do and that I'm going to be doing in the church and you don't want to be missing out on what I'm doing in the church. Yes, amen. Amen? Yeah. Why is he doing it in the church? I'll help us with that. Jesus is called, called the head of the church. We are called the body. Mm -hmm. There's things that the head wants done, but he's got to have the body to work in cooperation with him for them to be achieved. We get a perfect picture of this right here with Peter and John on their way into the temple. They're going to do what they're supposed to do. They're going to church. But God has something for them to do on the way to the church. See, everything, everything that God wants to do is not going to be in the church. But a lot of things that he wants going to be done, to be done, is going to be done through the church. Through the church. Through the church. Peter and John weren't just going to church. They were the church. We need to see ourselves in that capacity. You are the church. It's important for you to come to church, but it's also important for us to be the church. Amen. It's kind of ironic that our Sunday school lesson was talking about walking in the Spirit. Because so many of us, our lives are dictated by walking in the flesh. Powerless. So that when we would we would go out in a fight with the devil that all we got is this little pop gun. And if he ain't standing, if he ain't standing this close, poof, when I pull the trigger, because my string ain't but this long. My string, my string ain't but that long. And I, I'm, I'm expecting to take the devil out and I got, I got my power on the leash. I'm limited to just how far I can go. When the Spirit of God is he's, he's limitless. He's further reaching. This is what happened with this man that was there at the gate. He came in contact with the unlimited power of God. Because today you say, if that was your baby and he was crippled in his feet, we got to get this baby to King's Doors. We got to get this baby to a specialist. I'm not saying don't go to a specialist, but what that baby really needs to get in the power of God. That's right. All babies need to be in the power of God. Amen. 
All children need to be in the power of God. All adults need to be in the power of God. All grandparents need to be in the power of God. Are you getting the gist? Everybody needs to be in the power of God. Because things happen out of the ordinary in the power of God. Now here they are on their way to church. And this man holds out his hand. It's not a strange thing. He's held out his hand to thousands and thousands and thousands of people. And thousands and thousands and thousands of people have dropped a coin in his hand. Thank God for the generosity of people. But sometimes the generosity of people won't fix your problem. That's good preaching right there. I wish I could come up with things like that. Sometimes people can't fix your problem. Good answer. Only God can. And God had been wanting to do this for a long time. <clears throat> but he had to get somebody that would cooperate with him. Somebody that would believe him. Somebody that he could work through to make this thing come to pass. He'd seen that, he'd seen that crippled man. He'd seen the covenant that he had with him. That God had with him. See, there's something about a covenant that God, God wants to make good his part of the covenant. This is why people need to be in covenants. They need to be in covenant in family. They need to be in covenant with relationship with God. Because we don't want to limit God in what he can do. We want to cooperate with him in every shape, form, and fashion. So, he holds out his hand, expecting to get it on. Why? Because that's all he's ever gotten. Was a little bit of help from people. But thank God for a little bit of help from people. Because a little bit of help is better than no help. Catch me? But Peter looks at him in a totally different light. He sees something that he's never seen before. He comprehends something that he's never comprehended before because the Spirit of God is speaking to Peter. Don't limit yourself and rule yourself out that God can't do this with you. He couldn't do it with Peter before, but he could do it with Peter now. So there's a before and there's a now. There's a before and there's a now. Don't live in the before. Live in the now. I'm preaching to somebody right now. I don't know who it is. But live in the now. Yeah. Don't let your past dictate everything that you see about God. Amen. Don't let it hold you captive in that place. Because there's things that God wants to do now that he couldn't do then. Not because he didn't have the power then, because he didn't have the cooperation then. Mm. Good. Good. See, cooperation is what sets us in position for demonstration of the power of God. Yes, now, when they walk past, started to walk past this man, there's an unction on the inside. Remember just a few weeks ago I talked to us about the unction, the anointing? There's an anointing that's within us. There's an unction within us, and the Spirit of God says, Hey, I want to pray. 
I want to do something for that man. What do you want to do? I think it would be a good day for him to get healed. I think it would be a good day for him to get up off of his, for his feet and his ankles to get strong and to be healed. But Lord, I can't do that. That's the way we'd be thinking before. But the now is when the Spirit of God says, hey, I want to do something for that right man. Lord, I'm here. I'm yours to command. Amen. I'm here. I'm yours to command. How do you want to go about this thing? And he says, look at him. So I stop and I look at him. And then he says, reach out your hand. Reach out your hand. And the man's, the man's reaching out toward him because he thinks he's going to get a coin. Because that's all he's ever got was a coin. Thank God for a coin. But God's got something more for you than a coin. Amen. He's got something for you that you think that money is your answer. But he's got something for you that's bigger than money. Amen. And he's got something for you that money can't buy. Amen. You can't go to a doctor and get it. You can't get to a psychologist and get it. You can't get to a counselor and get it. You can get it from God because he's got it for you. Amen. And he wants us to walk in it. Amen. He wants us to receive it. Peter had to receive it in order to give it. We have to receive it in order to give it. It's not just by information. It's by being in the presence of God and having the presence of God energize us. And now God wants to do something for this man because he's wanted to do something for a long time. But now he's got the component. He's had the dynamite all along, but he needed the cap hooked to it so he could push the plunger. See, God's wanted to, he's wanted to pull the trigger a long time. We've said, I've been waiting on God. I've been waiting on God. I've been waiting on God. God's been waiting on us for, for centuries. Amen. Yes, amen. Yeah. Did you say, well, I ain't 100 years old. He was waiting on us before we got there. There's things that he wants to do. There's things that he needs us to do. There's a cooperation that he needs from us to be able to walk in the power of God. But not only to walk in the power of God, but to see the power of God in demonstration. Amen. He wants to do that. So, God has a way of throwing a curveball. That this man thought this was just going to be a simple transaction. I'm going to hold out my hand you're going to drop something in my hand and the transaction is complete. But you don't know all of the goodies that God has in store for you. And not only for you, but for people to be touched through you. Amen. Through you. Amen. Through you. Tina, I remember a word that was spoken over you. You're going to be in the grocery store. And God's going to speak to you. 
And you're going to lead some people to salvation right in the grocery store. Glory to God. Amen. See, we ought to be nurturing words like that. Yes. Amen. Well, I'm just waiting on it to come to pass. When's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? Thank you, Lord. You're working in me, both the willing to do your good pleasure. You're working in me, both the willing to do your good pleasure. And in my fellowship, I'm seeking the power of God. I'm seeking the face of God. It's not just power I want, it's God I want. And I want him more than I want the very breath that I breathe. And I desire him. Amen. So now, the Spirit of God says, I want to do something for that man. Stop. And he speaks a word that he's never spoken before. Because he hears a word that he's never heard before. He speaks a word that he's never heard before. Because he hears a word that he's never heard before. And the power of God is given. The Holy Spirit is good like this. This is, this is things that he does. He will give you a word that is so far beyond you, but still be so simple that it could not be confused. But you knew that it was bigger than you were. You ever been there? Mm -hmm. I have. I said, man, this is good. I wish I could come up with stuff like this. <laughs> I just wish I was half that smart. It has nothing to do with smarts. It has something to do with obedience. It has something to do with position. <coughs> and now here he is. And he hears a word that he's not heard before. But, brothers and sisters, faith is present. Even in the gifts of the Spirit at work. Don't you think for a minute... That just because God wants it to be done, that in every case it's just going to be done. He's been waiting for 40 years to get this miracle into play. Some of you have been waiting a long time for things to happen in your life. Some of you have been waiting for a long time for things to happen in your life. There's a position. There's a position. And the Holy Ghost is the one who gives the direction. And now, Peter doesn't just say, well, let me get my, let me get my 25 cent piece or my 50 cent piece out and I'll give you this one. No, the Spirit of God says, has nothing to do whatsoever with money. And he says, he looks at him and he says, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And something supernatural happens. As it reaches down 
to help him up. There's a transfer that takes place. Amen. The Spirit of God that is in Peter. There's a law that's here at work. It's the law of contact and transmission. That as I lay my hands upon it, and the anointing is resident in me. The, the anointing that is resident in me flows into her. And the power that's resident in Peter. What is the power? The Holy Ghost. The anointing. The anointing. Say it with me. The anointing. The anointing. Say it with me. The anointing. The anointing flows from Peter into this man. And it goes right down from his arms, right on down to yes, his feet. And something supernaturally begins to happen. He doesn't have to go to rehab. He doesn't have to start out in this step process. Thank God for rehab and thank God for step processes. But God has a way that doesn't, doesn't have to always be done that way. Just because it's done that way, don't put your limits on God that he can't do it another way. What if nobody had never told this man that you could, oh, you got to go through your steps and it's going to take you about six or eight weeks before you can be able to walk. God can cut right to the chase, brothers and sisters. Amen. And he says, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk in. He takes him, lifts him up. And the power of God flows out of Peter's arm into that man's arm, flows through his body, right on down in his feet. And for a person who's never walked before to be able to walk period is a miracle. But to, to walk when you've never been trained to walk to walk when you've never been taught to walk we think because we're walking that it's not a big deal. But it is quite a big deal. Amen. I remember when I learned how to ride a bicycle. I always wanted to ride a bicycle. My brothers were bigger than me and, and they were riding bicycles. My cousin was riding a bicycle. And I thought if I could just get on my cousin's bike, because I couldn't get on, I couldn't reach the pedals on the one that my brothers had. But my cousin had a little bike that was about so tall. I said, I believe I can ride that bike. I believe I can ride that bike. So I got on, got on that bike, and they, he ran beside me, and I'd go and I'd wobble and I'd fall down. A lot of times that's when if in the natural process that, that, that's the way that it is with people. But here, the power of God bypassed, or not really, he didn't bypass it. That's a poor way to say it. What he did, he speeded up the time. Let me say it again. He speeded up the time that it took to get from here to here. 
A lot of times in the natural, it might take this long to get there, but with God, he can do it just as quick. Same way he'll do it in the heart of a person. The thing, I've got to go to this counselor for, for six months or a year to be able to be able to get over this thing. God can work in that and thank God that you've been delivered in your six months or your year. But God has a way Amen. of speeding up the time. Yeah. And when he speeds up the time, just like that, the power of God can step in, and that's what happened in the life of this man right here. Amen. Now, they went on to church, but there were two of them going to church to start with. But Stacy, now there's three. There's three. And the third one had never walked into church before in his life. But now he was walking. He weren't just watching people walk to church. He was walking to church. You cannot imagine how it felt for that man. You don't know what it's like to be free until you know just how bound that you have been. God is in the liberating business. God is in the setting free business. God wants people to be able to walk. Because there's something about when the power of God comes into your life and gives you the walk. Thank you, Lord. That it's accompanied with something else. He went walking and leaping and praising God. Oh, brother, mm -hmm. you better be careful. You know that you can't do these things. You might break them feet. <laughs> Don't that sound like us? Don't that sound like us? How are you going to tell a man that he never walked in 40 years? Just take it easy. It's all right, brother. Just take it easy. Just, just pace yourself. Just pace yourself. No, sir. No, ma'am. I got the, not only, I got to stop. I got to stop. I got to give you another story. Smith Wigglesworth was talking with this fellow one night. And as he was talking to him, he said, um, you need to go get you a new, a new pair of shoes tomorrow. And he listened to what he had to say, but he blew it off. And as they retired and went to bed that night, the Spirit of God was dealing with him. And he says, you need to listen to what my servant Smith had to say. The next morning, he was up way early. He went down to the shoe store, was sitting on the bench waiting for the store to open up. The store owner came, came in, unlocked. He went in. He said, I want a, a, a pair of black Oxford shoes, such and such a size. The man walks to the back, 
comes back out, sets the shoes on the counter, says, here's your shoes. The man looks down at him and he says, I'm sorry, sir. I apologize. I can't help you. The fellow says, it's okay. He takes the shoes. He sets them down on the floor. He puts one nub in it. He puts another nub in the other shoe. That's right. He said, not only did I walk out with a new pair of shoes, I walked out with a new pair of feet. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank Glory you, Father. Lord, we just need to stop and praise Him. We don't know. We really don't know who we're dealing with. We really don't know who we're dealing with. Jesus, 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 Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. There's so much that you want to do. There's so much that you want to do in this house. There's so much that you want to do in this people. That you, there's so much that you want to do through this people. Jesus. 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 We just honor you. We just give place to you. We reverence you. This was done in the name of the Holy Child Jesus. This was done in the name of the Holy Child Jesus. That name has not lost its power. Amen. Glory to God. 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 Thank you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Such things that you have heard now shall be done in your midst, saith the Lord God Almighty. Prepare ye yourselves for the indwelling of my Holy Spirit, and signs and wonders shall follow you that believe. Thank you, Lord. 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 Hallelujah. How are we gonna how are we gonna prepare ourselves? How are we gonna prepare ourselves? How are we gonna prepare ourselves? I believe the Holy Spirit's been speaking to us. I believe He's been speaking to us. He said obedience. Obedience is the positioning of miracles. Obedience is the positioning of miracles. What was the obedience that the children had to do that was there in the upper room? They had to get their place 
their, their selves in a place of one accord. That when they were there, there was only one thing on their mind. God was on their mind. God was paramount. God took up all of the space. Oh, what am I going to cook for dinner today? What am I going to eat today? What am I going to do on the job tomorrow? You know, what am I going to do this? What am I going to do that? No, I could care less about what's going on on the job tomorrow. And I could care less about what I'm going to eat. I need to be like Jesus. I got food to eat that you know not of. And I'm eating of it right now just to be in the presence of God. I'm getting something that I've never gotten before. I'm receiving something. I'm positioning myself. You tell your flesh to shut up because we're taking care of business today. Amen? I'm positioning myself. I'm positioning myself to receive a miracle from God. God, this is, the, this is the heart of God. This is the heart of God reaching out. It's the heart of God reaching out. Hallelujah. But this man, when he came into contact with the presence of God, he could not contain it. It hit the overflow button in him. And walking was his miracle. Leaping and praising God was his overflow. Walking was his miracle. Leaping and praising God was his overflow. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Walking was his miracle. That's good. Leaping and praising God was his overflow. Thank you, Lord. Everybody saw his miracle. But people were touched by that overflow. Thank you, Lord. Because that overflow is something that's not just to sustain you, but it's something to spill out of us to touch the lives of Amen. other people. Thank you, Lord. He wants us living in the overflow. He wants us living into the overflow. Amen. Did you know that there's a power that's there that you can tap into that's way bigger? That's way bigger. That's way bigger. Yes. Let's praise him a few minutes. Let's praise him a few minutes. He's worthy of this. Mommy, put some soft music on. In the presence of God, just let your heart go and fellowship with him. Draw on this strength. If there's some things that you need to get under the blood, Repent quick and get it under the blood. Don't miss out on times of visitation. Because times of visitation, God wants to show himself great. God wants to show himself great. It don't take long to repent. But don't get caught up in just repenting. Repent and then start seeking the face of God. Get your, get your eyes off of you and get your eyes on Him. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Say His name. Lift up that name. Jesus.